This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let me talk to you a little bit about American financing before we go. I know I say this to you every day, but have you done it yet? Call American financing. Please call American financing today and get your financial house in order. Um, It's going to be harder and harder to get a loan. I'm going to I'm going to give you an example of this. There is a new group started by, of course, the Soros people um, that are pushing the banks to uh, make sure that they're not funding people that are engaged in hatred. Uh, It's an amazing thing. You're going to have a harder and harder time getting a loan. If you're looking for a mortgage, if you want to refi, if you're looking for consolidation loan, the people that I trust and have been for a long time, it's a family owned and operated but nationwide service. It's AmericanFinancing.net, and they work for you, not the bank. It's uh, Ameri- you know, it's it's great because you can call them up and say, "I don't want my my loan ever to be sold to Wells Fargo," and they're like, "Yeah, I know, I got it." Uh, I mean, they 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 get it, they get it, and they're there to help you. American Financing, eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. America, it's Tuesday. And I don't know if you've prepared, uh, but 4th of July is coming early in some cities, most likely Minneapolis. Uh, ah! As the fireworks are set off in streets and cities all across the country soon. Yes, we're talking about uh, the Chauvin trial. The jury has it for the first full day today. And uh, there's already fireworks. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So Cindy lives in Texas. She's one of those people who really hit the pain jackpot. Her back, her neck, her shoulders began hurting like crazy all the time. She suffered for literally years. She tried everything. Medications, remedies. Ah, going to... Uh, you're fat. Uh... uh <laughs> Uh, what do you call this? I can think of is uh, that story that that I heard from. Uh, oh, what's his name, Stu? Gosh, literally none of the details you're saying. I don't know how to. The, the uh, Chicago uh, had dinner with him. He had uh, uh, he had a bad back. We were talking to him. I went I to mean, a baseball I think you're trying to him. get to acupuncture. I have no idea how I. I am. What, but what was the guy I was talking to? Who I was don't a, know. Vince you Vaughn. A, oh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, obviously I should have known Vince Vaughn. The time you had dinner with Vince Vaughn. That makes plenty of sense. Uh, is that where we are? 
<laughs> Jeez. Uh, the typical Glenn Beck story that begins, of course, with a nonsensical yes. anecdote. Thank you. I know. I, I can never remember his name. Vince Vaughn, we were having, and he said he was going in because he had really bad back problems. And he said, I went to this old Chinese man in Chicago, and he said he started putting the needles in me, and he said he put one right by his ear, and he said his face was right by my ear, and he said, you fat. <laughs> and he said, uh, I realized... That was the problem with my back. And uh, so I believe in acupuncture. Anyway, uh, Cindy has tried everything and none of it worked on her pain. She was at wit's end. She heard me talking about relief factor on the radio. She, of course, was skeptical. I mean, I was too. But it was 20 bucks versus the chance you could have some relief. She decided to roll the dice. What happened was miraculous. Within a couple of weeks, she says the pain was completely gone. She stayed uh, on it and it stayed gone ever since then get your life back you can do it relief factor not a drug developed by doctors 70 percent of the people who go on to uh, try it order more try the three-week quick start 1995 800-583-84 800-583-84 it's relieffactor.com tomorrow night on glenn tv the government is spending money at historic levels and our national debt is at historic highs will biden's so-called infrastructure deal push america over the edge Glenn warns all signs point to a major economic disaster, the end of private savings and private spending, and the birth of a state-controlled digital dollar. Watch Dollar Decimation, how Biden's spending spree could end our currency as we know it. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So the Chauvin trial uh, yesterday went to the jury, I don't know, about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. The, uh, the, the defense asked the judge for a mistrial and what the judge said about Maxine Waters and a mistrial was pretty remarkable. Listen to this. I'm aware that Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational, but you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially mm. in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional uh, material that would prejudice this jury. They have been told not to watch the news. I trust they are following those instructions. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I do too. Hey, did you hear about the uh, the home of the defense witness? One of the defense witnesses that shall not be named. Um, it was uh, he. He gets up in the morning and he and his family find a, a severed head of a pig. And the pig's blood all over his front doorstep. Isn't that great? <laughs> oh, man. All he did was testify uh, as a police officer saying, I think that this was justified if you look at what was what was really happening. So he said, I think it's justified. It has nothing to do with the verdict. And they already slaughtered a pig on his front door. And I'm sure that doesn't come into factor at all with anybody on the jury i'm sure nobody in their family is like uh you're gonna vote to uh convict right i mean you're gonna say it was like hitler right 
I mean, like gas chamber stuff, right? That's what you're going to say because the kids and the family are at home. Meanwhile, the National Guard has been activated uh, in case of protest after the uh, Chauvin verdict. Now, this is not in Minnesota. This is in D.C. The mayor of D.C. said, it's my job to prepare for the worst. Uh, Really? Wait, Wait a minute. I love this. She said, I have to call up to prepare for the worst. I have to call up to 250 personnel to support law and local uh, local law enforcement in response to potential First Amendment demonstrations. In response to First Amendment demonstration. I don't uh, think that you're going to. Why would the National Guard and police have to worry about First Amendment demonstrations? I don't. Uh, and by the way, when she says she's preparing for the worst. She did make sure to say, and the National Guard will be unarmed. So, now call me crazy. I just don't think that's preparing for the worst uh, myself. I mean, I can think of some things where maybe a gun might be required, but no, no, no. Uh, personally, I've been watching this, and I think the, uh, the group that has the best coverage uh, of the Chauvin trial has, I think, has to be the Babylon Bee. Um, they had a couple of stories that I just want to pass by. Prosecutor Steve Slicer uh, delivered powerful closing arguments today in the Derek Chauvin trial. In one especially touching moment, he made sure to individually address every member of the jury by name, phone number, and street address. He said, I call on you, redacted name, who can be reached at redacted phone number and usually comes home each night around 6 p.m. I implore you to do what's best for you and your adorable two-year-old boy. It would be a shame if Antifa found out where he goes to school. Media reports indicated the jury appeared very moved by the closing arguments as they were all shaking and crying by the end of it. In yet another touching gesture, Antifa has already shown up at all of the addresses with bricks and Molotov cocktails to help protect them in case any fascists show up. The uh, B also reported uh, that the judge, in just ahead of his closing arguments in the Chauvin trial, uh, as part of his charge for the jury, asked them to please disregard Maxine Waters as she walked among the jurors in the jury box pouring gasoline on their uh, on their heads. <clears throat> and uh, finally, from the B, they say they're trying to keep you posted on the latest deals and sales, uh, sales and offers from your favorite stores. Apparently, all of the Target stores in the greater Minneapolis areas are planning uh, a big everything is free celebration at the end of the Chauvin trial. Held several times a year, mainly in Minneapolis, but uh, strangely in some other cities as well from time to time. It's greatly anticipated event among uh, residents, uh, with many holding off on their large purchases until the start of the promotion. Could be as early as tonight. Uh, Look for the exciting Target Everything is Free sale happening in uh, Minnesota. Or possibly a target near you. Now, John Oliver yesterday said um, that white Americans should march in the streets and demand a better country. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it's what's weird is we did that uh, peacefully, uh, and uh, you mocked us. Isn't that weird? Uh, 
Stu, that, I mean, didn't we do that in the Tea Party? March in the streets demanding a better country? And, uh, hmm. Yeah, there's a whole, uh, he, uh, whole yeah, movement I, on that one, yeah. In fact, yeah, actually, there was so, another movement previous to that uh, in which we uh, extricated ourselves from his country. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, started peacefully, yeah, he too. Is, uh, he is English, right? I mean, I know he's Eng- I mean, uh, he's obviously English, but I mean, he is a British citizen, is he not? I don't not know. I don't know. I'm not sure if he's an American citizen as well. I don't uh, know or care enough about him to know, but I will say right, okay. uh, yeah. that, yeah, I was pretty sure. I remember being at all those marches when, you know, we would go and... And the sort of standard thing that basically the Tea Party created, which was to leave yeah. the place cleaner than uh, when they got there. No, uh, weren't we the ones who burned everything down to the... No, no that was not no, us. No, no, not no. Us. I just remember the media saying how violent we were. Um, and uh, I remember that too. And that was yeah. uh, there was no evidence of it at that time it's, at all. It's almost as if, almost as if John Oliver wants... Uh, white people to march in the streets as long as they're demanding the country that he approves of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is fully the the beginning and end of his request. Uh-huh. Just uh-huh. That's uh-huh. the easiest thing, too. We keep fighting with these values and differences with the media. If we would just agree with them, all of this it goes would all away. Be over. Mm-hmm. It all goes away. By the way, Maxine Waters, I don't know if you know this, uh, demanded a police motorcade and escort uh, when she went into that anti-police event. Police were protecting her at her request, and they gave her a motorcade. Mm. In uh, other hypocritical news, the squad pushes to defund the police while spending thousands on private security to protect themselves and al sharpton yesterday was touting social justice and uh how the rich just keep kicking the poor to the curb uh he um he tweeted um on my way (laughs) on my way to uh minneapolis for the george floyd verdict uh and it was uh, just him walking towards a private jet. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. They just don't care. I I love this stuff. This is some of my favorite stuff. I, I have to say, I think you were out the week, Glenn, uh, that we got the video of Pete Buttigieg um, exiting an oh, SUV. Oh, no, riding the bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. And then getting oh, on the bike two out. blocks yeah. from work. Uh, beca- is that crazy? Oh, I loved it. It's so typical of the left it's exactly what you'd expect them to do and they just continue to do it over and over again yeah so uh i what i you know because jonah goldberg said wow private jets for social justice my god america is rich (laughs) and i would (laughs) i would just like to point out for anybody who is mocking uh al sharpton and his what they say is tone deaf his tweet of uh him walking to his jet it was a mid-sized jet it wasn't large body. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, come on. So, I mean, obviously, if he were white, he'd have a large body jet. But this was this was a midsize jet. I mean, poor, so poor people have midsize jets, right? I, I don't know. I don't keep up with them. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know any poor people myself. But yeah. uh, I mean, they I'm at least sure have they leers, do. right? I mean, <laughs> right. Something. That's a small size jet. You know, Whatever. a small body jet. So. You know, hey, if they have to have a starter jet, the Lear is fast. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you know people, um, I understand income inequality, but I mean, look, right. if, as long as you have right. your jet, everything should be okay. Right. And, and Al Sharpton's jet, to be fair, probably only seats like six or seven, you know, if you put another one in the toilet. 
you know what's that what's the cost uh, on something like that glenn uh, i assume that's right uh, he was going he was going from uh where washington dc to minneapolis mm-hmm. probably about 35 or forty thousand dollars mm. one way mm. so it's almost like flying southwest yeah pretty it's much it's almost like flying southwest and just like so. southwest they don't assign seats you just get to go uh, wherever you want to sit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's you know, thing. I was trying to figure out, I saw that tweet and I'm like, you know, what's weird is um, I can't figure out why they're filming him. Obviously, some, you know, somebody was like, he was like, hey, film me walking into the jet. Uh, why they were filming. It wasn't a picture. It was somebody actually walking behind him, part of his crew uh, filming him. And then they post from his account hey i'm just on my way well what was the jet part of that why was that important I, well because the, the truth is of course when you're walking up to a private jet it looks really cool you know no it does <laughs> he should no, it know really, that it he does. should be posting it but it it's, looks <laughs> right. pretty cool and they probably it saw does. It. there's a sun right. they got the nice sunset going right. on like it's a right. beautiful shot let's post this You're up right. there and, you and know, they, don't, they don't think anyone actually holds them to the social justice thing anymore i mean he's been running this scam for 40 years who, who believes that he's actually this man of the people? I mean, I, I think they just assume at this point everyone knows i'm obviously doing this scam this is a cool picture post it that's where I think they are. Well, those pilots, I hope to God he didn't fly with any pilot that was white oh my God. or God forbid, both men. You know what I mean? Mm. There, if there, if this was, <laughs> if this was a cisgender flight, I, <laughs> I lose all respect for uh, Al Sharpton. All of it. I uh, can't take it. Corporate uh, corporations are meddling now in our democracy and canceling free speech You need to do business with companies that support your values and believe in the Constitution. But also, I'm not one that says, you know, let's get away from that company. You know, if they they build the thing that you need and they're the only option. I mean, what are you what are you going to do? You need to support those companies that give you another great option that also support your values. And one of those companies is PatriotMobile.com slash back. Have you switched yet? Have you even considered it yet? If you, I, if, if you are listening to me now, do you know the power that just this audience would have if you are on a big mobile carrier and you switch today to Patriot Mobile? If you made that switch and Patriot Mobile, just those who are listening in my audience, it would send such a powerful message. And it is time to send messages now, with that all being said, uh, I also, you know, want to save money, and I know you do too, and you want great service. They have that. Patriot Mobile. You're going to save 50% off your first two months, plus a free Patriot starter kit. While you're there, enter to win a free phone, cellular service for life, and all of the details are at patriotmobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. They have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same towers as all the other major carriers, so you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans that fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. So switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID.
So CNN anchor Don Lemon said on Monday that uh, Maxine Waters wasn't calling for violence in calling on demonstrators to get confrontational if uh, Derek Chauvin is acquitted. He he said that, you know, it wasn't constructive, but it's I mean, it's look, quote, everyone with half a brain knows that Maxine Waters was not calling for violence. Everyone knows that. Really? Because I, I mean, I have half I have half a brain. In fact, I have the whole brain. Um, I it, what's weird is I knew when Republicans said we're targeting a district and they were talking about, um, you know, uh, spending money in a district to flip a seat. I think everybody with half a brain understood that. Uh, but you didn't. So does that mean you have a quarter of a brain? Because this one was directly associated with violence. She is talking about going into the streets and get more confrontational. And in a city where they're already burning the city down to the ground, that doesn't seem like, well, maybe with only a quarter of a brain. Uh, Don Lemon can't figure those things out. Uh, By the way, uh, I know that anybody with half a brain knows that all of these police things you know, that, that's not giving people encouragement to go out and shoot people. Uh, and so but so far, we, we 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 don't know what the cause is in New York City. The sharp rise in uh, shootings continues to increase. The numbers of shooting incidents and victims rose 250 percent compared to the same period last year. So only a 250 percent increase uh, at this time last year. Which, uh, Stu, what, if I'm not mistaken, weren't the riots going on at this time last year? Uh, yeah, that's the true. beginning of the riots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. pretty much. Uh, that's happening in New York City, but anyone with half a brain knows that that has nothing to do with the, um, with the riots. By the way, um, did you see the, the med- medical examiner uh, ruling now from Brian Sicknick? Yeah, I did. The, the police officer who passed away uh, after yeah. the, the Capitol riots. Yeah, after the Capitol riots. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, um, apparently, according to the um, according to the medical examiner, uh, he died two days after. Um, that's what it that's what it says here. He um, there's no evidence that he suffered any internal or external injuries. No evidence that he had an allergic reaction to any of the chemical irritants that were dispersed. Uh, the cause of death uh, looks like he had a stroke, uh, and uh, that was well after uh, the the event. So, yeah, gosh, I, I'm, I'm I'm sure that Don Lemon's going to be apologizing for everything <laughs> he said. And yeah, they said something about how the all the stress at the Capitol may have contributed to it. Ah, that was, uh, okay, that was about it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, all the stress at the Capitol might have contributed to it. You might be in the wrong job if you're protecting the clowns in Washington if you are worried about stress. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So you know how people always say, it was the right time, right place. I want you to know, right now is the right time. This is the right place. It's American Financing. If you're fiscally responsible, you have been looking for ways to save more money every month. Please give American Financing a call. Let their mortgage consultants go over your financing. See what you might be missing. 
Paying too much interest on the mortgage, you can get up, uh, get set with a, uh, a refi at a lower rate. Maybe you have debts that could use consolidating. American Financing is there to help. These are the things that they've been doing for people just like you for over two decades, and they know what they're doing, and they don't work for the bank. They're in it for you. You're not going to be looking at any kind of pressure from them one way or another. There are no upfront or hidden fees. You got nothing to lose. Except maybe hundreds uh, or even $1,000 a month if you don't do it. Gain some financial security by going to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV with Glenn Beck, Stu Does America, Pat Gray, and more. Can you imagine being a juror in this Chauvin trial? I mean, what is it that you're going through? Have you ever been on a a jury before for anything important, Stu? I was. I went through jury selection on a uh, okay some sort of healthcare trial, and they once they found out that I worked with Glenn Beck, they were not uh, they were not interested anymore in in me serving on the jury. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. E- hey, easiest way, everyone out there, if you're mm. ever wanting to get out of a jury uh, jury duty, just say you work with Glenn Beck. Uh, <laughs> you are clear. They do not want you anywhere near the jury. Well, actually, one side really did. Once I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, no, he, this guy seems pretty good. The other one's like, uh, well, absolutely not. <laughs> I went through the uh, jury selection for a jury on an attempted murder, and uh, the, the uh, prosecution knew exactly who I was, but the defense had no idea and uh, <laughs> when the, when the defense said yeah i'm i'm okay with this uh with this juror the judge kind of looked at me then looked at the prosecution and then looked at the other guy and went okay <laughs> and so i mean good luck uh but you know we really tried to be fair and it was i think it was an attempted murder charge uh and it was really frustrating because we couldn't we couldn't get the background of this guy. And uh, and we called the judge in several times or, you know, sent for, you know, clarification on things several times. And it kept coming back. Can't tell you that. Can't tell you that. And and so you had to you. I mean, your gut told you one thing, but the evidence wasn't there. And uh, it was it was arguable evidence and it was really very difficult to come to a decision it was really hard imagine this one you're also weighing my city's going to be burned down yeah i I don't think it's hard if you are thinking okay this guy's guilty he did it we're gonna we're going to convict him of everything that's probably pretty easy because you're going to think of yourself probably as a hero and uh, and that's understandable no, in, but in wait, context wait, wait. because that if, but wait. If, if you if that's what you think, I mean, this is how the media has played this, right? Like this is a evil cop uh, versus innocent. But person see, I don't think I, I don't think you're taking into consideration when it comes down to 12 people in a room. Uh, hopefully you're you're not going in uh with just that arrogance you are at least when you get in there 
you now have to sit down with with 11 other people and you have to have a conversation and go, well, wait a minute, though, I, I, I don't see it that way, because what about this and this? And you're going over the testimony and you're really picking it apart. It's it's really difficult because the other thing is you realize if it's true, you're setting free a bad guy. If it's not true, you're sentencing a guy that shouldn't be there. Yeah, going back to your trial for a second, it's been a while, so correct me if I'm wrong on any of these details, but my 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 memory of you being on the jury was that everyone kind of had an idea that this was a really bad case, but the evidence in front of you limited you to say to really consider and struggle with the with the with the verdict, right? And this guy was this guy was an abusive guy. Uh, tried to kill his girlfriend. We found out afterwards that it had happened multiple times and that he showed up in the trial. We didn't see it, but the sneakers that he wore were the sneakers he wore when he tried to kill her. And apparently there was blood splatter on the shoe. Okay. There was red uh, splatter on Mm. parts of the sneaker and we couldn't, we didn't know any of that. I, 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 I mean, it was, but we couldn't go into the past. Right. And we could only consider what was in front of us. And so I think most of us walked in going, the guy is guilty as sin. Right. However, <laughs> however, however, right. And that's what I mean. What like, so is the, the evidence? So the, the, the work of a jury is that's hard work, right? The easy thing for you to do is be like, look, he's a bad guy. The evidence doesn't quite add up, but he's a bad guy. And we we there's there's a little bit of a momentum behind that sort of side of it. Right. And you had to fight that instinct to look at the evidence and do your job as someone on a jury. Right. As a juror. The opposite is true here. When you talk about George Floyd, obviously times a thousand from your case, the the overwhelming current uh, and every one of them knows this. Of course, they're they're well way too aware of what's going on in the news. They all know about the story. They all know that number one, everyone's going to think they're terrible if they let this guy off, Chauvin. Number two, if they let him off, their entire city will be uh, flat. There will be no buildings left in it. And none of their property will have any value. And <laughs> it is a catastrophe for the city they probably love. And I'm telling you, like, they're human beings. That's not supposed to enter their, their mind. But they have to be aware of this. And it is completely ridiculous that we sit here in a world where this is the assumed and correct uh, certainty. That if there is not a guilty verdict of the, uh, I think, honestly, of the most extreme, you know, the most extreme charge, uh, the highest punishment levels, uh, then you're going to have this type of of reaction, and most of the media will sit there and justify it. You know, I mean, it, we saw this clip. Did you see this clip? Uh, I don't think we have it here um, in front of us uh, to play, but it was a clip of uh, CNN, uh, who uh, had reporters on the scene get attacked, basically. And yeah. was this last last week, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was last week. Yeah, right? yeah, it was. And mm-hmm. they 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 talked about it, and they said, "Well, look, I understand why they're angry." And, uh, you know, it's understandable that they'd be this angry. And we were getting pelted with, you know, water bottles and whatever else people could pick up. And it's understandable why they were angry. Like, what are you talking about? What, what, what kind of that's not justifiable because you're mm-hmm. a, wait, because someone you may or may not know 
had a an interaction with police that may or may not, we don't even have the verdict yet, be a crime, um, although it looked pretty bad to me. Then it makes it's justified to throw things at reporters. Like what what world are we talking about here? This is supposed to be a civilization. Uh, they, civiliza- they certainly don't say that about Trump Trump supporters when they just say bad things to them. Yeah, when 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 Trump supporters yeah. would be like, you know, they would be chanting fake media. There would be like terrified reporters on the air being yeah. like, these are death threats. These are death we, threats. Our lives are in danger. We are the free press. Why is he yeah. calling us the enemy of the people? Right. I mean, these are words. These these reporters are actually getting hit, and the reporters getting hit were saying they understood it. You know, I'm glad you said these are words because I uh, in hour three today, I'm going to go over words and the power of words and what we who are fighting this onslaught of insanity need to understand about words and the power of our own words. You know, there is a, a, a hearing going on in the Senate Uh, The Judiciary Committee is holding a hearing today on the supposed Jim Crow laws, the latest assault on the right to vote. And those who are are um, testifying, Raphael Warnock. So he's the new Georgia senator. Stacey Abrams, Mm. uh, Burgess Owens. Thank goodness he's one. uh, Sherilyn Eiffel from the NAACP. Uh, Carol Anderson for um, uh, she's a professor of uh, African-American studies and chair of African-American studies at Emory University, the secretary of state of New Hampshire, the uh, speaker of the Georgia House of Representatives. They're all going to testify today on Jim Crow laws. And let me tell you something. This is an absolute insult an insult to this is everything the ADL has ever said when anybody on the right brings up, hey, this is fascistic. These are the same kinds of seeds that started, you know, in Germany. They go crazy. That's an insult to the memory of all of those in Auschwitz and the other uh, death camps. Yeah, I actually think it's more of an insult. I think those people would say, hey, if you see the seeds, You might want to point them out so it doesn't happen again. I think ignoring things, or worse yet, ignoring them only on one side or the other. Not ignoring consistently, but ignoring on one side or the other. That's an insult. Now, where are the people who say, how dare you? How dare you say that? That Joe Biden or any of these things could be compared to Hitler. That's horrible. After they spent four years calling worse names than Hitler. Hitler was their starting point with Donald Trump. Where are they now on Jim Crow laws? Where are the people that actually lived through some Jim Crow laws? And not even Jim Crow laws. The remnants of Jim Crow laws. Where are the people that actually know what Jim Crow laws were? Is there any outrage? I'm going to give you the the evidence that every time somebody says, that's Jim Crow law, I want you just to repeat a few words. 
And uh, and those words will have power. Nobody's going to hear them. Nobody's going to like them. But it's the words that need to be spoken every time. We need to start. We need to stake out our, you know, we are so close to the cliff and so many people are going over it right now. You have to refuse not to go over the cliff with the rest of humanity. So you need to start staking out your position. And when I say drive stakes into the ground and tie yourself to these positions, to these stakes, everything is going to want to push you over the edge. Stake yourselves in a few truths. And I'll talk to you about that coming up. Also, uh, we have a a really good uh, law review uh, coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to talk to somebody who knows about uh, murder in the second degree in Minneapolis. It's not the same as it is elsewhere. We're going to talk to him about the trial, what he saw, what we should be looking for, what the jury has to consider and uh, and prepare for whatever this jury is going to say. We'll do that in hour number two coming up in about 10 minutes. But first, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. I don't know about you, but I value my sanity such as it is. Try to take care of my sanity when I can by trying to not put too much pressure uh, on my sanity so it breaks. And uh, I might have something pretty close. If my wife or if I said to my wife, let's sell our house. Oh, I think it would break. I think it would break her sanity. I think it would push her over the edge. You need somebody in a real estate agent that you know can get the job done. Now in Texas, you know, now houses, people are lining up for houses. They're paying way over price uh, for the houses because Californians are coming in going, really, it's that cheap? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, you need a great real estate agent who can help you all the way through on the buying and the selling. The people who get the job done and do it right the first time. Take the stress out of your life. Contact realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. These people don't work uh, for real estate agents I trust. They generally work for themselves, but they have been vetted, and we have done a, a nationwide search for the best real estate agents that meet certain criteria. This is a free service to you just to get you started looking. If you're looking for one, You've got to at least interview the real estate agent we will put you in touch with at realestateagentsitrust.com. So this week, I'm expecting the uh, opposite kind of verdict uh, from the O.J. Simpson trial, but, but mainly done for the same reasons. It's emotion, and it's about a bigger point. It, it may not end up being about the facts. I hope that that is wrong. I hope we learned from the O.J. Simpson trial. Um, but I don't think we did. Do you, Stu? I mean, I now, terrible news for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> African-Americans. <laughs> is our country up on the roof? <laughs> um, <laughs> African-Americans are, um, are c- clearly now saying that O.J. Simpson was guilty. They knew at the time, but this was about a bigger thing. Yeah, so well, I mean, okay, all the polls so show that they they now believe he was guilty. I mean, we've seen comments from the actual jurors themselves who said it wasn't about yeah. his case. So that's a problem. If that's what's if that's what happens, 
There is no justice when you have that. Do you want to be in a court and you're not really even what it's about? You're just a pawn. And you're like, wait, but I didn't do it. I mean, I know everybody's mad at the police or I know everybody, but but wait, wait, wait. Can we just look at my case? Because my case is different. Do you want to be that person in that Hitchcockian sort of world where nobody's listening to you? No, you don't want to be that person at all. I mean, look, I don't want to make it sound like I think Derek Chauvin did a great job here. No, neither do I. It was at the very I think least we were all terrible, sickened by it. Yeah, terrible yeah. police work at the very least. And and it seems like most of the experts, even from the police department itself, is saying that he didn't do the right thing. Uh, you know, it, it's really just a question of how Minnesota law works at this point, which can get complicated. Mm. Um, but of course, that's the way it's supposed to work. I mean, you're supposed to be able to look at these things. Um, the The question I think here is like, you know, the fundamental part of the our legal system is to treat everyone as an individual and each case as an individual case. Yeah. And more and more, Justice these things is blind. Yeah, they become shows. They become you know mm-hmm. ways to signal your virtue, ways to protect your city from catching on fire. These are this is not how you know legal decisions are supposed uh, to to go through the system. And here we are. I mean, this is it's ridiculous to think that these jurors are thinking of anything other uh, than what the consequences are of what they say, because they know they're huge. And not just for the the family, or for the police, uh, or the city, but their family, yeah. their children, you know, their job. Uh, man, I uh, we should pray for these jurors that somehow or another they are protected and they can feel that. It's the Glenn Beck program. Think of all the quarantine purchases you have made: the late night pizza deliveries, the online trainer you ghosted after two weeks. Then there's one of the biggest purchases of the year, insurance. Americans overspend on car insurance by billions of dollars every single year, and that money could have been spent on more pizza. I'm just saying. The Zebra is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. Within minutes, you can compare policies from every major provider for free. All in one independent marketplace. After a few quick questions, the Zebra pairs people with the right insurance company for them, helping everybody save time and money. You can buy online or over the phone with one of their licensed insurance agents. There's no hidden fees, no fine print. Uh, about any of your personal information at all. Uh, Best of all, the Zebra has no stake in the policy that you choose. They're just there to help find the right coverage for you. So they are an independent actor. Make uh, make insurance your smartest purchase yet. Go to thezebra.com slash Beck. That's T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash B-E-C-K. Thezebra.com slash Beck. And save twice.
All right, so what is going to happen in Minnesota? If you were on the jury, how would you weigh these things? Now, they're saying that if it if it's not murder, they're going to burn the city down the, to the ground. But does murder in Minnesota law mean the same thing that you think it means? What does the jury actually have to weigh? And what made a difference in the trial? And also, does the... Does all of this political pressure, does that influence the jurors? An expert on all of this in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So Alan lives in Oklahoma, uh, and at 51, he was going into his third decade of living with back pain from an old work injury. To make matters worse, he, uh, he works for the railroad, driving trains. A job where, you know, he doesn't get to move around a lot during his on hours. And that means more stiffness, more pain. I don't know if you've tried to live with pain for a long time. I can't imagine 30 years. But uh, I, I would think that it got old about maybe year one. Anyway, he decided to try something different to see if it would work to get rid of the pain and the uh, stiffness. He said he tried relief factors A couple of weeks into the trial period, he said, I began to feel the pain and stiffness melt away. Alan got his life back. Relief factor. It has changed my life. It changed Alan's life. It might just change yours. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. And you should know in the first three weeks. So get the trial pack. For three weeks, it's 1995, and find out if it will work for you. 800-583-84, 800-583-84, it's relieffactor.com. Andrew Branca, he is an attorney specializing in self-defense law. He is the founder of lawofselfdefense.com. He um, is a guest instructor in, in Quantico for uh, the FBI uh he's i mean his his resume is very very long he uh recently won the uc berkeley law school debate on stand your ground uh which berkeley really uh we wanted to talk to him about what was going on uh in minnesota what is coming what happened during the trial should we know and what's happening perhaps in the jury room what are they wrestling with now andrew welcome to the program how are you I'm very pleased to be here. Can you hear me okay, Glenn? I can, I can. Um, so let's let's start with the charges that uh, Chauvin has been charged with, because murder, it seems, in Minnesota, murder in the third degree and murder in the second degree are different in Minnesota. Is that right? They are, yes. So uh, Minnesota uses the label murder in a way that other states don't. In other states, a murder is an intentional killing. Uh, Chauvin's not been charged with any intentional killing, whatever. Been charged with, in effect, reckless killing. So in most states, these would be called manslaughter or reckless homicide. They would not normally be called murder. So the use of the label murder here is somewhat misleading. Okay, so why is that, first of all? Uh, Does it carry the same weight as murder, or is it like manslaughter? In other it's states. like manslaughter. So these charges should be thought of as basically manslaughter charges, uh, reckless homicide charges. And the, the take-home message from this really is that it tells us that even the state itself does not believe that this was an intentional killing. If they believed that, they would have charged him with intentional murder, 
which they have not done. They've only charged him with reckless murder. Reckless okay. killing. So can we go over, I mean, just let's look at the charges here. Murder in the second degree while committing a felony. Uh, that's what he's charged with. What felony was he committing? The underlying felony there is third degree assault, which is an assault that causes serious bodily injury or, of course, death. Um, and that's a felony under Minnesota law. So that's the predicate felony for the felony murder charge, what they call second degree murder. But most states would call felony murder. Okay, Uh, so the first element is the death of George Floyd has to be proven. I think we got that one. Second element, defendants actions were a substantial causal factor in Mr. Floyd's death. Now, this is where the medical examiner uh, kind of pulls some weight here because he said it did. I mean, he 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 wrote the murder down as cause of death murder, didn't he? Well, it's more complicated than that. He actually does not say that explicitly. Uh, He says that the death occurred, the cardiopulmonary arrest occurred in the context of the police restraint. He doesn't explicitly say that the police restraint caused the cardiopulmonary arrest. He's letting other people draw that conclusion and make those statements. That's why the prosecution brought in their expert witness, uh, Lindsay Thomas, an alternative uh, forensics pathologist to interpret Dr. Baker's report, even though Dr. Baker himself came in to testify about his report. They needed someone else to make that explicit connection that Dr. Baker was unwilling to make. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the coroner himself did not say he would not make the connection on the stand. No. So all he's prepared to say is that these things happened at the same time. Well, I mean, does that hurt the the prosecution? I mean, I would imagine it would. Well, the prosecution recognized that weakness. I mean, obviously, they've had access to Dr. Baker from the very beginning. And if he was willing to explicitly make that statement, they needed only him. There's a reason why the prosecution brought in a great many additional medical and forensic expert witnesses, uh, frankly, to the point where... um, uh, I, I think it definitely should not have been allowed because it becomes a cumulative, overwhelmingly cumulative uh, evidence being brought in on a, essentially the same argument over and over and over again. Normally, that's not permitted in court. Normally, you make your argument, you bring in a witness to testify about it, and that's it. You don't get to bring in eight people or ten people to make effectively the same argument over and over again to the jury, which is what the prosecution did in this case. So why did the, the judge? Al- to- why did the judge allow that? You would have to ask the judge why he would allow that. Hmm. Most most judges, in my experience, would not. There's there's a lot that this judge allowed that would simply not have been permitted in most criminal courts, in my experience. But of course, we've seen judges go off the rail before, right? We all were of, of a certain age. We were familiar with the OJ trial and Judge Lance Ito in that case, who lost control of his courtroom. Cahill was nowhere near that bad. Uh, but he certainly allowed a lot of conduct that would not have been considered permissible in most criminal courts, including Prosecutor Blackwell's uh, rebuttal closing yesterday, which was full of, uh, frankly, uh, lies, misrepresentations of the evidence, misrepresentations of the defense argument, uh, to the point where, in my opinion, and the defense made a motion for this, uh, which was denied by the judge, but in my opinion, that was prosecutorial misconduct worthy of a mistrial right there and certainly of a reversal of conviction after the fact wow 
holy cow, will that just set the country on fire or at least uh, Minneapolis for sure on fire? Um, I want to get to that here in, in just a second. Let's I, I just con- make I, I clear. Judge Cahill denied the motion for a mistrial. So there is no mistrial. Right, I know. No, uh, I know. There were grounds for it, in my opinion. Right. Uh, but I mean, if it if it goes back uh, for a second hearing uh, and uh, and they reverse this verdict uh, or, you know, they uh, you know, they they go back later and say this is invalid. I mean, that's just going to set everything on fire. Odds of that happening, Andrew? Uh, I'm, I'm a legal professional, so I don't place those kinds of bets. Okay. But there okay. are very, very solid grounds for a robust appeal in this case on, on many fronts, not just on Blackwell's closing. Okay. Uh, let me just finish up with the uh, charges, and then, and then we'll come back to some other things. Murder in sure. the third degree. Uh, they have to prove the death of George Floyd. Then defendant's actions were a substantial causal factor of, in Mr. Floyd's death. Um, the fact that other causes contributed to the death does not relieve the defendant of criminal liability. The defendant caused the death of George Floyd by an intentional act that was eminently dangerous to other persons. Uh, but w- if, is the kneeling on the back, is that uh, a, a legal procedure in, in Minnesota or was it at the time? Well, that's a matter of factual dispute. So certainly the uh, Minneapolis Police Department trains its officers to use their knee on the back and neck of suspects, uh, but mostly for the purposes of getting them handcuffed. Whether you're allowed to keep your knee there is ambiguous. They don't tell you you can't, but they don't explicitly train you to do it either. That's why you always heard the prosecutors repeat over and over again, this was not a trained technique. And that's true for how long it was kept in place. But just because it's not trained doesn't mean it's not permitted or doesn't mean that it's unlawful. So that's where we get into the ambiguity of whether Chauvin should have known, for example, that that conduct was criminal conduct. He'd never been told he can't do that. Okay, so in the um, in murder in the third degree, he he doesn't have to intend to cause the death and he he may not have been specifically directed at the particular person whose death occurred. What does that mean? Well, traditionally, third degree murder under Minnesota law meant that you were not creating a threat to some specific individual in particular but a threat to people generally. So the example I would use is drunk driving. You're drunk, you get in your car, you drive down the road. You're not trying to hit anybody in particular, but you are creating a danger to the public generally. And then if you do cause injury, you're obviously responsible for that injury. That would be under third degree murder if you'd killed someone while drunk driving. It used to not apply if you were creating a danger only to a single individual. It It was required that it was a group threat, a general threat, but the, the Minnesota appellate courts recently rewrote that legal uh-huh. doctrine uh, so that it can now apply to even a threat to only a single individual. That's why when uh, Chauvin was originally charged with third degree, the judge in the case threw it out. He says, no, this is not a case where there's a general threat. But then the Court of Appeals changed the law. The prosecution came back and the third degree murder charge was reinstated. Wow. Uh, all right. And the last one is manslaughter in the second degree. 
Defendant caused the death of George Floyd by culpable negligence. Uh, defendant created an unreasonable risk. Consciously took a chance of causing death or great bodily harm. Defendant may not have intended uh, for his conduct to be harmful. This seems like that one's easy to hit out of the park. When we, well, when, that's a very... Yeah, when we come back, hang on. I want you to respond to that, uh, the manslaughter, and then tell me if you think that they have proven these all three of these beyond a reasonable doubt where the strengths and weaknesses are in the case when we come back in 60 seconds american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org all right the federal reserve has pinky sworn that they are committed to keeping funds uh, the rate low for the next two years i mean what more assurance do you need they also said we would never debase the dollar and well, they didn't pinky swear on that one, but this one, they're going to look if you don't trust the Fed any further than you can throw them. And that's a lot of people. Maybe it's time to give a call to the people you can trust who are actually interested in making sure that your best financial interests are served. And that's the mortgage consultants over at American Financing. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you make sure that their financial lives are on track. So whether it's a mortgage refi so you can get lower interest rates or maybe a consolidation loan to get the stupid credit card companies off your back, American Financing is there to help. There's never going to be any pressure, no upfront or hidden fees, just the best possible possible customer service. They work for you. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. Andrew Branca is the founder of lawofselfdefense.com, and uh, we welcome him back to the program. We're just going over the charges over the last few minutes. So let's let's talk about all three of these charges and and where you think uh, they made the case or missed making the case. Let's start with murder in the second degree. Murder in the second degree, that's the felony murder charge. It has to be predicated on the whether or not he committed a third-degree assault. Um, and frankly, it's open to factual interpretation whether or not you think he committed an assault. Do you think that use of force was unauthorized under the circumstances? I expect that, in fact, Chauvin and other officers in the MPD have been using that exact same technique on suspects their entire careers, and nobody has ever died as a result. I expect that no one was more surprised when Floyd died than Chauvin was. Mm-hmm. That's why he has not been charged with an intentional killing. Even the prosecutors don't believe he believed that he was killing George Floyd. If they thought that was the case, they would have charged him simply with straight up intentional murder instead of these variety of reckless killing charges. So the question so- becomes, was his restraint of Floyd criminally reckless did he know he was creating a risk of death and did it anyway that's really the basis for example of the manslaughter charge and do you think that the prosecution made the case or do they even need to that that you know they played the video over and over again and it's excruciating to watch i mean i don't think there's a single american watching that that 
isn't emotionally filled with horror on what's going on, does he have a chance of 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 anybody actually saying no that that wasn't that wasn't uh, a felony in the third degree? Well, if the if the argument had been made more effectively, frankly, I think it, he would be in a better position. Now, his, his uh, defense attorney, Eric Nelson, I think largely did a, a very good job. And of course, he's the guy in court actually doing the job. So I hate to be uh, come across yeah, like an armchair. armchair quarterback, but uh, there were arguments to be made here that I think would have been much more effective that were not made. I mean, the critical period that really matters here is not the nine minutes and 29 seconds that they keep talking about. Because Floyd was alive for almost all of that. It's not until the last 90 seconds that any of the officers have a reason to believe that he might not be breathing or there might not be a a pulse the last 90 seconds before the paramedics show up. That's the the real um, sensitive point for the defense. Why was he still restraining him then and not providing CPR in that 90 seconds? If I were on the jury, that's the question I would want answered. Because up until that point, Floyd was still alive. He wasn't dead yet. And did anybody answer that? Did the defense answer that at all? The defense raised facts that were relevant to answering that question, but they never seemed to pull it together into Mm. a cohesive answer for the jury. It's almost like they see it, so they expect the jury will see it. But any of us who have conversations on complicated topics, you know, you have to build the narrative. You have to hand the jury a completed explanation. You can't expect them to do the work uh, to arrive at the view of events that you have. So you say that murder in the second degree, if he was, if they do find that he was committing a felony, then murder in the second degree is likely to happen. Yes, if they conclude that he committed the felony of third-degree assault under Minnesota law, then, then, then felony murder is done. That's all they have to prove for felony murder. So I, uh, my gut would say that that's the way it's going to come down. If it comes down to that one question on, on whether or not uh, you know, that last 90 seconds uh, was answered for correctly, I, I, just, I think it's just too much emotion and... and uh, and as you point out, not enough uh, answering of that question. I think he gets that. I mean, if it were me on the jury, I would have no hesitation in voting not guilty on this. I have more than sufficient reasonable doubt. But as an attorney with some expertise in this area, I, I perhaps see things differently than we could reasonably expect those jurors to see things. They're, so they're not legal wh- experts. Why would you vote not guilty? Because I don't think the use of force was unauthorized. I don't think it was unlawful. I think it might not have been trained, but that's different than being unlawful conduct. I think that was a reasonable use of force under the circumstances. I don't believe he was choking the life or crushing the life out of George Floyd. I don't think there's evidence of that. The only evidence of that is that Floyd ended up dying. But there are alternative explanations for Floyd's death that are consistent with it not having been caused by Joe Van's knee including the 90% blockage of coronary arteries, the pathological hypertension, the enlarged heart, the fentanyl, the meth, the decision to fight police for 10 minutes. Any of those things could have killed Floyd without Chauvin's knee having been a substantial contributing factor to Floyd's death. Okay, so murder in the third degree. Did they make this case? What were the strengths and weaknesses of that? 
but again, that all hinges on the use of force being unauthorized. And if you don't believe that Chauvin was killing Floyd with his knee, using excessive force with the knee, but merely holding him in place, waiting for paramedics to arrive, um, and you don't believe there was a causal link of death, you don't believe the knee killed him, you believe at least there's a reasonable doubt that those other factors, the heart disease, uh, the fentanyl, the meth, uh, the tumor in Floyd, uh, that there's a reasonable doubt that those other things could have been the drivers of Floyd's death, not the knee, then it's not mm. third-degree murder either. Uh, and is the same to be said about manslaughter then? Yes, because manslaughter, the question is, was the use of force reckless? Did he recklessly create a risk of death? And oh, if you don't God. believe he was grinding him to death with his knee, then he wasn't doing that. Okay, back in just a second with more on the Chauvin murder trial, uh, what it means, what the jury must be going through right now, Maxine Waters and what she said, uh, the fact that a severed pig, uh, the head of a pig showed up on a defendant witness stoop. What does that mean? This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you uh, might think you're the fashionable, fashionable type, but uh, are you wearing Mike Lindell's My Slippers? Uh, right, right, right. You're really not in with the in group unless you're wearing slippers all the time. Uh, I've, I, I've talked about his sheets. They're incredible. His pillows. Let me tell you something. This is his, his slippers. I always hated when my dad wore slippers out. I hated it. I'm like, dad, put some shoes on. I'm just dropping you off or picking you up. Okay. I'm going to, I'm telling you, and I might use it as a punishment um, for the kids. I mean, I've, I'll wear them anywhere. Once the kids move out, I'll wear them everywhere. They are so comfortable. My slippers from Mike Lindell, they are both indoor and outdoor. Um, they have two layers of my pillow foam, a layer of impact gel. It is great. You can wear them all day. Right now, get 40% off my slippers. Log on to mypillow.com, mypillow.com, click on new radio listener specials and use the promo code BECK. 40% off my slippers, 800 966 3117. And 10% off your subscription to Blaze TV. If you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, all you have to do is use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Andrew Branca is uh, joining us. He is an attorney specializing in self-defense law, founder of lawofselfdefense.com. Uh, and uh, knows this subject quite, quite well. He's been watching the trial up in Minnesota. And, uh, Andrew, with the way you just explained just the requirements uh, to hit all of these charges, I just don't see the juror. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy, I almost died from fentanyl. I had surgery. They gave me fentanyl afterwards. And I swear to you, it almost killed me. It, it just makes your breathing so shallow that you can i mean you just you just die um he was on that i don't know how much but he was on fentanyl which already puts you close to death then he was fighting and everything else even i would look at what uh chauvin did in the last 90 seconds as you point out and say i i don't why didn't he react differently if he would have reacted differently maybe but it it, it 
without that question answered, I don't see anybody saying that he didn't commit this felony. I'm not. We may, it, have, I'm, we may have lost him here. Yeah, he's uh, okay. <laughs> I was. Just, I thought maybe my headphones went out. I'm sorry. Maybe for the he was delay just there. so pissed off at your question that he just yeah, hung maybe up in your that face. Could be. No, uh, Stu, do you see them? Do you see them reacting any other way? Look, I no, I, I don't. Uh, honestly, I mean, what are they? And I don't mean that in a like they just wanna just make sure this guy's. Done. I think every American saw that and thought that was a, a horror show. This was one of the reasons why the if you look at the closing arguments, they went to over and over again common sense i think andrew's back with us here um but like yeah. they went to this hey. idea of like it's common sense like look look at what you saw on the video you know that that's not how you should have reacted in that situation and it right. seems like an emo- it's something that's going to appeal to the emotions of the jury andrew are you back with us i am sorry about that that's okay no problem so we're just saying i mean even as somebody who takes uh, a, a great stock in the fact that the guy was on fentanyl uh, you know, not healthy in the first place, but on fentanyl and then fought with the police and everything else and was in the car before saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's not cla- claustrophobia. That is fentanyl. Uh, and even I can't bring myself, I think, uh, to to look at that videotape in the last 90 seconds and say, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. That didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, well, just that one thing. But that doesn't mean that I agree with second-degree murder. Well, first of all, the legal standard is not that Chauvin didn't do anything wrong. Chauvin could have done something wrong and still not be guilty of a crime. His, the requirement is that his conduct was reasonable under the circumstances, not that it was perfect. If he made imperfect decisions, that's not criminal. That's just being a human being. Um, so... It's, it's possible if you ask Chauvin, I'm sure he'd say, well, I would do things differently the second time around, knowing that this mm-hmm. was an outcome. But in the mm-hmm. moment, uh, facing a very large, non-compliant suspect they'd just been fighting with moments ago, who, as far as he knew, at least until the last 90 seconds, was apparently was moving, was breathing, was still alive, right. uh, had no reason to think he was suddenly going to expire in the last 90 minutes before the paramedics showed up. They're dealing with a hostile, threatening crowd. Uh, there's radio chatter. There's road traffic. Right. Uh, this was a complex, dynamic situation. They weren't in uh, a hotel lobby by themselves Correct. dealing with George Floyd. They, it was a much more hectic situation. And all of that, that totality of the circumstances has to be taken into account. And again, the question is not that Chauvin make perfect decisions. No one's required to make perfect decisions. The question is, did he make reasonable decisions under the totality of those circumstances. All right. When you uh, when I when I was a juror, uh, the the judge's uh, directives at the end, uh, when he gives the jury instructions that you really kind of go by that when you go into the jury room, at least we did when when I was on a jury. Um, what did the, the judge say? And did, did do you think he made anything easier or harder for this jury? Well, I think he left a a real area of ambiguity that's critical to this case, and he did not clarify that for the jury, and I think that's going to be a real problem. And that ambiguity is this issue of causation. Uh, What does it mean for Chauvin to have caused Floyd's death? 
And the way causation normally comes up is very straightforward. Uh, If I threaten you with a gun and say, give me all your money, and you jump backwards in fear, and you jump into the path of a bus, I didn't literally physically kill you, but I caused your death. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yes. You would not have jumped back, but for the fact that I was committing a crime. What I'm not responsible for in causation is things that you bring to the event that are not within my control. Uh, In this case, the real question is, did Chauvin cause Floyd's death when Floyd brought to that situation uh, a 90% blocked coronary artery, uh, enlarged heart, cancer, uh, uh, fentanyl addiction, meth levels, You know, Chauvin didn't create any of that. So is he responsible for that? The prosecution is saying yes, in effect. The prosecution is saying, hey, that's part of the package. We're not required to disprove those things as a cause of death. Uh, The defense is saying, literally, they said to the jury, you are required to disprove those things. And obviously, that makes a huge difference whether the prosecution is or is not required to disprove those other causes of death. And the judge did nothing to clarify that question for the jury. And I'm a legal expert, and I don't know what the jury's supposed to do. So if they, because if they can't disprove them, then that's the reasonable doubt, right? For sure. If the prosecution is required to disprove those other things as a cause of death, then I think it's an easy acquittal. But I don't think anybody knows if that's what they're supposed to do. So you said yesterday after the uh, closing arguments, the the prosecution got up and you said they made things up, uh, distorted reality, which you can't do. You can't bring up new things uh, in the closing argument. There's there are real rules uh, to closing arguments. What did they do that you found so egregious? So the biggest thing that the defense objected to was that Prosecutor Blackwell got up there and basically called the defense liars, basically said they're fabricating uh, their narrative for the jury. They told untruths throughout the their closing statement. And here's the thing. If you're a prosecutor, you're not allowed to tell the jury that the other side is lying. If you're a civil plaintiff, you are allowed to do that. And guess what? Jerry Blackwell, who was a prosecutor in this case, did that rebuttal at the end. He's not normally a prosecutor. He's a civil litigator who was brought into this case for political Mm. purposes. And he acted like a civil litigator is allowed to act. The other side's lying. As a prosecutor, you're not allowed to do that. That is prosecutorial misconduct. And that's why Nelson moved for a mistrial, which was denied, of course. But I think it's certainly grounds for a mistrial because he did it not once, not twice, but 20 times over the course of a 45-minute rebuttal. So on average, every two minutes, he was calling the defense liars. And that's so wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. When did did the objection come? Can you object in closing arguments? Nelson, you can. You you don't want to because it looks horrible and the judge doesn't like it. Uh, But Nelson objected at least three times during the closing. Uh, And the first time, the judge basically ignored him. The second time, he told... Blackwell stopped calling it a story, and he kept doing it. And then Nelson objected a third time, told him again to stop calling it a story, stop calling it a fabrication, and he kept doing it anyway. And so when it was finally done, when the jury was out of the room, the defense made a motion for a mistrial on that basis. The judge denied it, but it's certainly going to be a grounds for appeal. 
Okay, so so help me out on 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 this part of it. You know, Maxine Waters came in and said you should tear the city apart. One of the guys who was actually a defense witness came out uh, and and uh, testified on Chauvin's behalf. He, they just found a severed pig head on his doorstep. I know that, you know, the jury's not supposed to watch news or anything else, but I can guarantee you everybody in the family of all of those jurors are saying, wait, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, uh, honey. I mean, our family is in danger here. Are you aware of all of this stuff? I mean, how do you get a fair trial with this kind of stuff going on? Do, do, what, what are the jurors going through right now? Right. Well, you, you can't get a fair trial under these circumstances. It's impossible. Uh, there ought not be a trial occurring right now. Uh, it ought to be continued, which the defense has made motions for from the beginning. There ought to be a change in venue, which the defense has made motions for from the beginning. But for anyone who doubts whether or not there could be a fair trial here, just reverse the races of the people involved. If this was a black defendant and there was a mob of KKK outside the courthouse, every day and threats of violence against the witnesses for this black defendant. Would we say that was a fair trial? Of course not. It would be outrageous. So to suggest that simply because the defendant here happens to be white, this is a fair process for him is ridiculous. What does the what does the sentence look like for him if he's found guilty? It's, it's the rest of his life in prison for all practical purposes. Does he stand a chance of survival in prison? Well, he'd be in isolation for the rest of his life. So for I, the rest of his life? That's cruel, unusual punishment, isn't it? I would, I would think so. Certainly the international courts consider isolated imprisonment to be a form of torture, explicitly. Uh, but I think the longest sentence he's looking at is 40 years. So given his age, that's wow. effectively the rest of his life in prison. Plus, the prosecution is looking for an additional uh, aggravated sentencing on top of what the, the sentence normally carries, presumably because the crimes would have been committed while he was an officer of the law. Wow. So if you uh, if 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 this guy is found guilty on all three, he's looking at a minimum of how long? I believe it's 40 years. So it would be whatever the, the minimum sentences. Yeah. Well, no, I, that's the maximum he's facing. The maximum. The minimum, I, I, I don't know what the sentencing range is, so I don't know what the judge's okay. discretion is in the case. I always assume, if it's my client, that they're, you know, they might get hit with the max. Uh, so that's always the risk we take into consideration. But I, I'm not sure what discretion the judge has. Frankly, uh, whatever legal discretion he might have, he may not have much political discretion. Um, and oh, he may yeah. not be interested in taking the heat that would come from giving this guy a lesser sentence than he has the legal right to give him. Isn't this the worst possible outcome of everything that we try to do in America with our justice system? I mean, this is well, horrible. Listen, it's a tragedy on all fronts. It's a tragedy that Floyd died. I'm sure everyone would would prefer that George Floyd was still alive with his family. It's The, the whole thing is, is a tragedy. Uh, and we all wish it hadn't happened. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think we're making things better uh, it, by the process that we're, we're trying to resolve what happened. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew. By the way, if they come out today, that, that's, that's not good for him, right? If they come back quickly. 
I would think that's not good, given the, the, yeah. the dynamics around this case now. Okay. Thanks so much, Andrew. I appreciate it. God bless. We'll, sure uh, thing. Take care. You bet. We'll talk again. Um, Benjamin Franklin once pointed out that we all must indeed hang together, or most assuredly, we'll all hang separately. Our sponsor this half hour is AMAC. Seldom has that sentiment been truer than it is right now. So when you're looking for an advocacy group to join, it's pretty natural to think that you're, you know, you're going to want to join one that lines up with your own values. I uh, looked just yesterday. There is this um, uh, website where you can go. It's called secondvote.com to the number two ND secondvote.com. And you can find out what a score is from different country uh, companies before you involve yourself in them. AMAC has a perfect uh, conservative uh, score. The main competition against AMAC has a perfect score on the other side. It is. It's really clear. Meaning really the worst clear. possible score. Uh, yeah, the yeah right. the best score for the other side, or worst possible score for <laughs> us. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amac Amac has uh, been fighting the good fight, and you can become a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. It's uh, the Association of Mature American Citizens dot us. It's Amac dot. U.S. Do it now. AMAC. Better for you. Better for America. AMAC.US slash Beck. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV, the government is spending money at historic levels and our national debt is at historic highs. Will Biden's so-called infrastructure deal push America over the edge? Glenn warns all signs point to a major economic disaster, the end of private savings and private spending and the birth of a state-controlled digital dollar. Watch Dollar Decimation, how Biden's spending spree could end our currency as we know it. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Man, why does the left hate Andrew Yang so much? I mean, the guy is, I mean, the guy's for universal basic income. Uh, you know, it's he's, uh, he's pretty far off the beaten path here. And they hate him. MSNBC Joe Scarborough and Danny uh, Danny Deutsch were uh, talking. He said, I mean, either of us could do a better job at running New York City than Andrew, Andrew Yang. No offense to Andrew Yang. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Deutsch said we're doomed. New York City is doomed if it goes too far left. And they described Yang as an extreme candidate. Ah, uh, have you seen who's in the office now of mayor of New York City? The, I mean, the guy who loves communism? <laughs> That's not extreme, but Yang is? I mean, Yang is obviously more sane than Bill de Blasio. That doesn't make him conservative or sane, but it does make him more sane and more conservative than Bill de oh, Blasio. Yeah. yeah, and they're running. I mean, the New York Daily News ran an op-ed, the New York Times. Uh before before running for mayor, Andrew Yang never bothered voting in a mayoral election. He left Manhattan to spend the worst of the pandemic in his second home in the Hudson Valley. Sounds crazy. Oh, you mean, you mean like everyone who had the opportunity did? And even the poor in New York were like, if I had a home, I would be anywhere but here? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a bad black mark on him. Bad black mark. It's unbelievable. If you don't agree 100%, you are a danger to the left. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, I want to uh, welcome a uh, sponsor. 
to the uh, Blaze Spotlight uh, portion of the program. It's Axon. It's a taser. Uh, and I don't know about you. I, I carry a gun. Uh, but with a gun, if you ever discharge a gun or even pull a gun at this point, you are going to have significant problems. Uh, and maybe the taser is the right way to go for you. I, I haven't liked tasers until I saw this one. Axon taser, um, it's non-lethal. Um, you can carry it in your glove compartment, your purse, uh, and it is uh, powerful enough to incapacitate somebody for at least 30 seconds, which is a game changer on that. Here's the important part. It immediately sends your GPS location. So if you discharge your taser, it immediately calls police and alerts them that some some kind of alter altercation is going on for a limited time take advantage of uh, the best offer available and save sixty dollars on the pulse plus bundle a taser pulse plus device cartridges and a holster at taser.com save 60 bucks right now by using the code beck right now taser.com t-a-s-e-r.com promo code beck America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, it is Tuesday. There is a lot on our table. There are two leaders of the world right now. It's China and the United States. And they are leading the world, but they're leading the world where? I'm going to give you a story out of China that has just come out that if it doesn't sound like exactly, almost exactly where we are, uh, please call me because I, well, I, I'll just give you two stories. UAB compare. They say China is our future. Oh, it's already here. 60 seconds. I'll tell you more. The Glenn Beck program. You know, good company, um, is a good company because of the way it's run. It's reputation. Um, when you look at all the competitors out there, uh, does it does it match up, or is it something that uh, you know they send part timers out to do a full timer's job? When it comes to getting you out of a timeshare, that is a full time job. That is a tough job, and uh, you need a team of experts that can get you out of that timeshare legally. And that's the key: legally, can they get you out of there, or is this just a bunch of bullcrap and you're just trying to talk your way out of it? You need legal experts, and that's what everybody on uh, Timeshare Termination Team is. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. They are all attorneys. They're the, the heavy lifters, and they'll do it all for you, and they will guarantee, 100% guarantee, you're completely out legally 
or your money back. And right now, you'll even save money. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. So just tell them that I sent you. Use the word Beck. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. Or if you're using online, just use the code word Beck. It's timeshareterminationteam.com. That's timeshareterminationteam.com. So I just want to read two articles for you. You know, people have said that the United States, and this is this is coming from the business community. This is coming from the big businesses around the world. They say that China is the new model. So the way China does its business is the way these big businesses want to do business in their countries and in the Western world. And you're hearing, whenever you hear people talk about infrastructure, we've got to invest in our future. That used to mean roads and bridges and things like that. But that's not what that means now. What that means is putting uh, the United States in a position where we're advantaged because the Chinese are advantaged because the government invests in so much new technology. Well, that's fine and, and dandy, but uh, we really haven't had a problem until the government started getting involved in everything. Uh, so your tax dollars are going to be directed into businesses and into future technology like solar panels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the, the economy becomes controlled. It, this is Marxism and socialism and eventually communism, which, let's not forget, that's what China is, a controlled communist society that now has a capitalist market, if you will. Okay, so I want you just to listen to these two stories and tell me we're not already there. This is from Daily Mail Online. China launches an app for citizens to report anyone who has mistaken opinions. Released by China's cyber regulator, along with a similar hotline, the app aims to crack down on historical nihilists ahead of the party's 100th anniversary in July. An arm of the Cyberspace Administration of China said the app and hotline will allow and encourage encourage net netizens instead of citizens netizens to report fellow Internet users who spread mistaken opinions in order to create a good public opinion atmosphere. Now, such offenses would include distorting the party's history, attacking its leadership, its policies, defaming national heroes, and deny the excellence of advanced socialist culture online. Aren't we already there? By the way, here in America, the app is called Twitter. Distorting the party's history. If you mention anything at all about the history of the Democratic Party, you are, you're a pariah. You're lying. You're a liar and lying lies about all the lies about the lying liars of the Democratic Party. You attack the leadership. If you said anything about Barack Obama, you're a racist. If you said any, if you say anything about uh, Joe Biden, uh, you're just a Donald Trump Nazi. But they can say anything. If you defame the national heroes, well, who are our national heroes now? 
Don't you dare say anything about George Floyd. Don't you point out his record or anyone else that the evil police have gone off uh, gone off on or have killed one way or another. Don't talk about any of that. They're heroes. Or if you deny the excellence of advanced socialist culture. We're already there, gang. Except this one is being done specifically by the government, and the app is required for everyone to have. For now, for a while, they say some people have had ulterior motives, and they have spread this historically nihilistic false statements online, maliciously distorting, slandering, and denying party, national, and military history in an attempt to confuse people's thinking. We hope the majority of Internet users will actively play their part in supervising society and enthusiastically report harmful information. Yavol. The notice didn't specify what punishments would be dealt with uh, for people who are reported through the hotline. Uh, China already faces uh, jail time. Uh, it will give you jail time if you're somebody online and you say something they don't like. You'll get legal punishments for posting content that is critical of the country's leadership, policies, or history. Anyone who insults, slander, or infringe upon the memory of China's national heroes and martyrs will go to jail for up to three years. Uh, by the way... They have punished uh, at least 2,000 people who have had the wrong response to the coronavirus pandemic and questioned the authorities. Do you see how close we are to this? Now, let me give you a story that came out the first day. I mean, the, the, the same day. This came out yesterday. Alien is now non-citizen or migrant and legal alien is now undocumented non-citizen undocumented individual or migrant according to the border patrol immigration officials have now been directed to use new inclusive terminology to describe people who illegally cross the u.s border seeking to establish new homes among the uh, mandates is that border crossers can no longer be described as alien or illegals the memorandum establishes updated language and assigns our communication or aligns our communication practices with the Biden administration's guidance regarding immigration terminology. According to the new policy, alien is now non-citizen or migrant. The term illegal alien, undocumented non-citizen, undocumented individual or migrant. Elsewhere in the chart, assimilation is now integration or civic integration. They say the words we use matter. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. There is a there is a great story um, that I um, that I read today from the Federalist. Ten politically correct, but false words you need to stop using right now. They are changing our language. And they are policing it. And it will become an app. It's only a matter of time. 
the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, CBS, MSNBC, the first word that we need to stop using, the first two words are mainstream media. And what that means is that they reflect mainstream America. And I don't believe they do. They may be coastal uh, media. They may, they may express the views of those in California and New York, but they don't, they do not represent mainstream America. Big media is what we should, corporate media is what we should call them. 60 Minutes uh, invented a scandal about Ron DeSantis. They edited video for an interview they haven't really covered andrew cuomo's cover-up of uh, the covid19 nursing nursing homes russiagate notice that that we spent how many years four years on russiagate now nobody seems to be interested in russiagate why because it's been proven to be inaccurate and they won't even admit that now the cover-up of hunter biden the laptop story that's not mainstream none of these things are mainstream Stop calling them mainstream media. It's the corporate media or big media. The next word we have to stop using is gender. What we mean is sex. Words have gender, but people are one sex or another, male or female. That refers to to sex. Sex is a biological category that reflects a person's physical characteristics and reproductive systems and manifests in certain broad behavioral differences that distinguish men and women. My my son was having a hard time arguing with his friends and I didn't know how to help him uh, until I contacted Dr. Deborah So and said, "Okay, how do you win this argument?" It you you, you stop using the word gender. It's sex. Part of this is biological. Gender is how you feel. Well, you can feel anything you want, but the facts are you're male or female. That leads to the next uh, series of words that we need to stop using. Sex reassignment surgery. Sex is not assigned. It's not assigned at birth. It's not assigned during a surgery. It's not assigned it can't be reassigned if it's never been assigned. Surgical procedures that remove or conceal the outward appearance of a woman or man's reproductive organs should be called what we've always called them in the past, genital mutilation or amputation. This one I am so sick of. It is so important. It is so important. And I used to mock these people and I go, I know, I know, I know. But I want you to listen to what the Federalists wrote about this next one. Stop using the word democracy. It's a republic. And they go into uh, what Plato wrote about. And I completely forgot about this. When's the last time you, you read uh, uh, Plato? The Republic, I, it, I need to re- reread it, because listen to the way Plato in The Republic lists democracy. He says, 
democracy is the social structure directly followed by tyranny. Democracy, according to Plato, comes into being when the poor, winning the victory, put to death some of the other party, drive out others, and grant the rest of the citizens an equal share in both citizenship and offices. That is the constitution of democracy alike, whether it is established by force of arms or by terrorism. We have a constitutional republic. The highest law of the land is the U.S. Constitution to which all public servants are or should be held accountable. The American system is a federal republic, meaning the power is divided between the federal, state, and local governments, all of whom serve as the guarantors of the people's sovereignty and rights. We are the king. We are the king. They are there to protect us and our rights, not the other way around. I want you to read this article because I, I, I think it is really, really well thought out. And if we're going to be in the fight, there are things that we do have to do. And uh, and being accurate with our language, look at how much they are bullying people for language. It clearly is important. So why aren't we fighting back on that? We lose if we say gender when we actually mean sex. We lose when we say sexual reassignment surgery instead of mutilation. Or amputation. We lose when we say democracy because that's what the left is using, and they know what the they know what the result of a true democracy is. The average person doesn't, but they do. This article again you can find uh, at the Federalist top uh, ten politically correct but factually false words to stop using right now back in just a second let me first tell you about Rectech. there's a lot of things that are great about Rectech, and one of them is you can order online uh you know what that means it means that they are taking the money out of the third party the big box store that is selling all of the grills and i mean that's what probably half and they stop paying that, and they sell directly to you. Now, here's what Rectech does with that extra money. They take this grill, and they pour all of that money back into the grill. That's why when I say it is far superior, you know, penny, penny to penny, it is far superior than anything you can find on the open market. You go. Go look at the best grill out on the market. Go look for it. You find a Rectech. And you order the Rectech, you won't believe the difference. It's because they've spent about a third more on it to be able to produce it. It's made out of real heavy steel. I mean, the thing is built like a tank, and it is fantastic. It controls the temperature automatically, adjusts it all the way through. It's it's um, it's a smart device. It'll even it'll smoke. It'll grill. It will also bake. It is a fantastic device. If you're looking for something for your back patio and something to help you cook outdoors, Rectech. Find them now and check them out. A-B compare. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech.com with a Q. 10 seconds, station ID. 
So, uh, Stu, um, I guess the woke are now allowed in Disneyland. You know, we, we, we heard that they were, you were able to, you know, have your hair any way you wanted, et cetera, et cetera. And tattoos now are, uh, you know, you can have a tattoo if you work at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really gone off the, off of the path of Walt Disney. But I thought having uh, Goofy have an active heroin needle coming out of his arm while he was greeting children was a little over the line. But, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a different choice for a different dog. It's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, they're changing now the costumes and they're going to, they're going to, I guess, I guess, I guess you can make them a little more woke, uh, which... Uh, you know, I'm 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 really looking uh, forward to it uh, a great deal. I mean, you know, they're not going to change Snow White. Um, she's she's just going to still she'll still be a white princess, but um, she just remains dead, and nobody comes to save her or kiss her because she's white. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I mean, she's some a of the part other... of an inherently racist system. Right. Yeah. Why would you so, say? I mean, her? leave her in the woods. Mm-hmm. Leave her in the woods. In fact, <laughs> take that beautiful glass box away from her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I would like to recommend some changes uh, to Disney if they're interested. I, I'm, I could give these to them for free, uh, oh. but I have many, many more. Like, for instance, just I just want you to think about this. Uh, the Trandalorian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah, Mandalorian yeah. is so sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holof. Uh, which is a friendly, hardworking snowman from south of the border, and he doesn't have papers, but he doesn't really appreciate you asking about that. Mm, I like uh, that. So that would be uh, that'd be a positive change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tinderella, <laughs> which uh, you know, I mean, it's just a, you know the modern relationship. Uh, Tinderella, she just uh, just swipes left or right, and and uh, you know she does what she feels is right. Um. Pinocchio, same character, but with a MAGA hat. Um, you got that one. Bastard liar MAGA fans, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Instead of Tigger, it's Trigger. Uh, and he's a bouncy tiger who hops all over you the minute you say anything. I mean, anything that makes him sad or hurt or he finds offensive. So have to fight uh, off those microaggressions somehow. Yeah, yeah. And Hulk, uh, he remains the same, except he only turns green when you deny climate change. <laughs> See, it's the... Uh, how about this one? Instead of the red skull, red neck. Because, you know, neo-Nazis. Uh, but his philosophy is uh, similar to Jordan Peterson's. Oh, oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Actually, that one's real. Uh, Captain America villain... Uh, Red Skull is now espousing the 10 rules for life. Oh, so you know what? You've already taken that one. So uh, I guess you, I guess you're going to have to charge me, Disney, for that one. I... This is Holy the Glenn Beck Program. So guess what awesome thing just leaked out on the Internet? Yeah. Uh, Facebook got hacked in 2019. <laughs> screw them man right i mean oh i hope they got hacked and uh the hackers got away with whole bunch of facebook's you know information things like phone numbers and birth dates and email addresses you know and it was just released so it's all there on the dark web isn't that great i mean facebook yeah wait a minute isn't that all our information It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affects your everyday life. Your information, if you're a Facebook user, may now be up for sale on the dark web. Do you know? Do you have anybody watching for it? 
No one can catch everything, but LifeLock is the best in the business. And right now, you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. Just call them at 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK and save 25% right now. LifeLock.com. Nancy Pelosi says Maxine Waters doesn't need to apologize for her comments, which reminds me, Nancy Pelosi sucks. Get your Nancy Pelosi sucks pen <laughs> at nancypelosisuckspen.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. There is something that may not get a lot of news today, but it's really important. The United States Senate Committee on the Judiciary is... Uh, is holding a little meeting about uh, Jim Crow. She's why I mean, it's like lawn mowing uh, day in a neighborhood, and it just stopped, and now it's. Uh, oh, he's uh, just there. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, for <laughs> anyway, um, they are they're having a hearing now on the latest assault on the right to vote, Jim Crow in twenty twenty one. And I am so sick and tired of hearing about Jim Crow laws. These are not Jim Crow laws. And I want you to be armed with enough information. So when people say this is Jim Crow, you say, how dare you? How dare you insult the memory of all of those who who suffered real suffering under Jim Crow laws? You have no idea. Do you know what a Jim Crow law was in Georgia? Illegal for a black barber to serve white women or girls. Blacks couldn't be buried in the same cemeteries as a white. Black baseball teams were not allowed to play within two blocks of white ball fields. It was illegal for a black to walk into a park. Atlanta courtrooms, blacks were given a different Bible to swear on from whites because... They just didn't want the grimy black man to touch the same surface. Even mental institutions in Georgia had separate white and black facilities. So don't talk to me about Jim Crow laws by by making sure that you can have water, but it's not um, given to you at the same time they're pitching you for a candidate is not a Jim Crow law. In fact, a lot of the things that are happening with the left they are closer to Jim Crow laws. When we are segregating, those are Jim Crow laws. In Mississippi, you could be fined and or imprisoned for publishing anything that suggested that there was any kind of social equality between the races. You would go to jail. That's a Jim Crow law. Prisons had separate eating and sleeping facilities uh, for whites and blacks. Hospitals. Blacks would, if you went to the hospital, a black still had to go through the back door. That's a Jim Crow law. In South Carolina, the textile workers could not work in the same room or enter through the same door. You ready for this one? Or look out of the same window. That is a Jim Crow law, not what anyone is talking about today. And to say this is worse than Jim Crow is even a bigger insult to the memory of all those who actually suffered 
were imprisoned, were tortured, were beaten, were lynched. It is an insult to the memory of those who not only didn't make it through, but did and led people into freedom. How dare you? Jim Crow laws. You could be fined in Louisiana, fined or imprisoned for renting an apartment to a black person if the building had any white residents. The circus had to have a separate seating area for blacks, but not just that. You also had to have an extra ticket booth and extra ticket takers. And they had to be at least 25 feet apart. And this is a time when there was no COVID. That's for the circus. Here's my favorite Jim Crow law. Separate facilities on separate grounds for blind people. If you were black and blind, you could not go to the same place where white people who were blind could go and live or get medicine or anything else. Separate blind people spaces. That makes an awful lot of sense. The voting restrictions across the South were outrageous. Literally, uh, uh, literacy tests. Property ownership requirements. This is my favorite. Uh, The grandfather clause. Um, You're allowed to vote if your grandfather had voted prior to 1867. Oh, really? Well, blacks weren't allowed to vote prior to 1867. And by the way, literacy test, it was this. How many windows are there in the White House? I don't know. What? What? Blacks weren't allowed to vote in Democratic primary elections. Let me say that one again. Blacks were not allowed to vote in Democratic primary elections. And Uh, since Democrats always... You hmm? said uh, Democrats. I'm sure you meant Republican uh, primary elections. No, no, no. Democratic. Which party was it? Primary elections. Democratic. Okay. The the Democratic Party? Yeah. And Democrats in the South always won the general election, so... If you're a black, you couldn't have your voice really heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a cute little that, trick that, was that a, the Democrats, Democrats. did. Okay. Now, the Democrats did that. So um, anytime somebody, you know, uh, tells you that what's happening right now is Jim Crow laws, you tell them, shove that where the sun don't shine. That's offensive to anyone who actually went through this. It's, it's like saying, oh, my gosh. Uh, what's happening with the children on the cages is like the Holocaust. Oh, no, I, I've learned that's not true. That's not true. Uh, you know, you'd think that that's the same as the extermination of six million Jews, but apparently not. Apparently not. There is a slight difference there. And why we're listening to people telling us how to define words and how to uh, 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 figure out if Jim Crow is actually (laughs) quoting the president, Jim Eagle, when they're the ones who say, you know what? 
Male and females are completely different. That's why we have to have them on, uh, you know, boards. Why are the females not on? You know how much different these companies would be if we had females. But by the way, in the same time, they're completely not different. And there is no such thing as sex. Male is not a male. A male could be a woman. If he just thinks he's a woman, it's okay. Why are we listening? The insane have taken over the asylum. Stop listening to them. Okay. Mm. I feel better. Nah. You feel better? I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, just just feeling a little better, trying to get through yeah, the day. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, kinda, I think that's what Jim Crow wanted. Yes. That's or was what, it Tommy Pterodactyl? <laughs> Tommy Pterodactyl was the one that wanted that. Yeah, for sure. I, I had a little bit of this uh, same uh, feeling when uh, with this Planned Parenthood announcement yesterday where they came out and they said, look, you know, we are going to we are going to get rid of mainly get rid of Margaret Sanger and admit she's a racist. Yeah, she was a racist. Our founder was a racist. And, you know, first of all, of course, you have to point out that our real problem with Planned Parenthood is more about the ending the lives of potential children. <laughs> than well, I mean. The racist part, because it's eugenics, goes along with that. She it was does. trying to not just kill children. She was specifically targeting uh, undesirables and an entire race. And it seems like Planned so Parenthood continues like, that mission like today, Hitler. considering yes. where all of their you know their locations are. Oh, However, I will you. say that if they became if they transformed from a uh, baby killing racist organization to a will kill all babies organization, it wouldn't make me happy. Right? Like I wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh wow. Well, I mean, it would be. Just as we'll bad. kill it's, white babies right. as fast as we kill black babies. <laughs> I, like I, that yeah, doesn't I, make, I, that doesn't thrill right. me. It doesn't throw thrill up my right. leg at all. Uh, so this is this is in response to the New York Times editorial yesterday. And, and, and as we talked about yesterday, that's not what this is about. They're not becoming a non racist. No, this is just painting a new target on the left. The left saying, I'm coming for those of you who aren't far enough left. Yeah, that's it's, what it's that was. Them trying to avoid having that target painted on them right. at some level. Right. But part of it, too, I think, is the elevation and and uh, and the awareness that has been um, uh, that has happened over the past few years because of conservatives who have come out and said, look, mm -hmm. this lady was a racist. Uh, this is founded on racist principles. Here's the evidence of that. We've done that a hundred times. Uh, others have as well, to the point where eventually the media sort of picked up on it, asked people like Hillary Clinton about it, who had to have several awkward answers to that. And it rose up the ranks to Planned Parenthood, and eventually Planned Parenthood had to answer it themselves. And then here we are um, at a point where they actually have now a you know you can't say they fully disavowed her but they, <laughs> they didn't they didn't i mean it's worded a little carefully but like mm -hmm. if you start uh if you start we do a show when we have several years ago did a show about margaret sanger mm -hmm. and how she was really a racist and how this is this this organization had racist beginnings would we have predicted that someday planned parenthood would come out and largely agree with that analysis no, I mean, I would say no. Right. Like this is mm -hmm. an incredible mountain essentially to climb for conservatives to take something that almost no one knew about, raise it in prominence to the level where they, they actually had to answer for it and then basically agreed with our analysis on it. And while, of course, you could take that and say, that's really good. It's an achievement here. I can't help but sit here and feel really empty 
after this. Okay, so may I give, can, can I talk you down from this tree? Yeah, but let me give you one more thing here. Okay, all right. This is... You're making the tree taller. It's going to be harder for no, me to that's talk okay. down. <laughs> no, I know. But I, right. this would essentially be the best case scenario in the constant battle among conservatives where we say, do we use their tactics against them? Now, look, this is a very legitimate claim against Margaret Sanger. I'm not saying it's a false claim. A lot of cancel culture claims are false. But the idea that you can go and pressure an organization, essentially, over a long period of time to denounce one of their... I mean, it's what they did to Apu on The Simpsons, right? They started a campaign. They did a documentary. Went through this whole thing. Now Apu's no longer on the show, uh, or at least not voiced by Hank Azaria. This I'm going to need a cherry picker to get you out of this tree. <laughs> getting in a higher and higher. This yeah. worked, and what does it do for us? Okay, let me let me tell you two things. First of all, you have to look at it in two different ways. First, let me address: I feel empty inside because they agreed, and what does it really mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the same argument might have been uh, made when um, when Americans first started to question Thomas Jefferson, and they were like. Oh, Thomas Jefferson, I don't think there was anybody over on the left that didn't know exactly what the long term plan was that felt good about that. Okay, so what? They're questioning Thomas Jefferson. We still have all the other founders. We still it hasn't changed anything. No, but you get them to take down Margaret Sanger. Now, who's next? See, that's what they do. Who's next? And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of people that we celebrate, Cesar Chavez, that we shouldn't be celebrating. Mm -hmm. So setting the record straight on those people and getting Americans to understand history is an important goal in and of itself. The second part is so so don't feel empty. Mm -hmm. Your truth is prevailing. It's a positive outcome, not a negative. It is. And it's a slow moving target. It's a long term kind of win. Um, the the other side here is something that I think you're misguided on. You think that they were pressured into this. I don't believe they were. I believe they are leading the way into an even more dystopian future for the left. Okay? They're supposed to get me out of the tree? Yeah, uh, for you, because you think that, well, it's empty. But <laughs> it's just it, much, it, much it, worse than I expected. It's, uh, <laughs> it, yes, it wasn't their goal. And the goal right. wasn't to send you a message. The goal was to send those who disagree, who are part of the left, the radical feminists Mm -hmm. uh, who don't believe that trans men are women. This whole thing was orchestrated to send a very clear message. You know what? We're going to correct ourselves, even though we don't have to. But we just want you to know that you If you believe you're a feminist and a Marxist and you don't believe what we believe, we're cleaning out our own house. And that means you're no longer part of our team. So it was really a declaration of war, not a surrender of terms. Hey, what's really good is uh, I saw a great, great story that China and uh, and uh, Joe Biden have agreed to strengthen the Paris Agreement and they're going to work together. Now, uh, just so you know, the Paris Agreement doesn't require China to do anything to their economy until 2050. Uh, and then they're going to do all of it in uh, 2050. Uh, we we have to do it now. They they're going to give them some time uh, to work things through because they're still growing. Uh huh. 
So now we're going to be on the other end of the stick and all kinds of spending and restrictions and everything else is coming our way. This is not going to be good for the U.S. dollar. China is not a rising power. It has arrived. It is a risen power. We have to come to grips with this and understand what this is going to mean to our financial future. Please, please do yourself a favor and call Goldline today. I don't want you to buy gold or silver. I just want you to find out the information. They'll send you a package. You do all of your homework. You're smart enough to figure it out. What is left after the dollar? Right now, you're, they're offering 6% in free metals delivered directly to your door with a qualifying self-directed IRA order for retirement accounts. They're waiting to hear from you right now. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. No matter what anybody says to you today or whatever you feel, you were born for a reason. There is uh, something that you have to accomplish that is good and is based in love. Uh, You are not alone. uh, And this country uh, has done amazing, amazing things and has a very uh, bright and important future ahead of her. We just have to look at everything long-term and just blow by all the stupid stuff. Blow by all the stupid stuff today. And uh, strengthen yourself in the truth. We'll see you tomorrow on radio.